All right, Wrestling Theology fans, it is episode number 117. I am the Reverend Doug Minton here as we go into Pro Wrestling America from the Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But before we get there, we have to work up to the card because this card has the round of 16, the sweet 16, if I can steal the phrase from March Madness, of the World Heavyweight Title Tournament. But when we last left the PWA, we had gotten it to the round of 32. So we have the house shows that have the first or the second round of the tournament, knocking it from 32 to 16. So we start in Fort Dodge, Iowa, March 12th, where Jimmy Golden beat Bobo Brazil. Kurt Henning beat Terry Gordy. Austin Idol defeated Chris Candido. Gentleman Chris Adams defeated Steve Carino. Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels defeated Jerry Lawler. Michael Hayes defeated Iceman King Parsons in a hotly contested match to continue the feud between the Freebirds and Iceman and Brickhouse Brown. Shane Douglas defeated Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, and in the main event, Dirty Dutch Mantel defeated Brickhouse Brown. The next night, Sioux City, Iowa. Rick Rude defeated Jushin Thunder Liger. Buzz Sawyer defeated Special Delivery Jones. The Undertaker handily defeated Brett Wayne Sawyer. Goldust defeated Eric Embry. Jesse James Armstrong defeated Mance Warner. Billy Gunn defeated Terry Funk. Stone Cold Steve Austin Handily defeated Iron Mike Sharp. And then in that main event, David Von Erich defeated Great Muda in what was a bit of a surprise for some people. Now, the following weekend, March 19th and 20th, we move over into South Dakota, getting ready for it. But we have completely non-tournament matches going on in this one. Where Dirty Dutch Mantel defeated Brett Wayne Sawyer. March 19th, Vermilion, South Dakota. Should have put that in there first. Jerry Lawler defeated Steve Carino. Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels defeated Terry Gordy. Jimmy Golden defeated Eric Embry. Gold Dust defeated Kurt Henning. Buzz Sawyer lost to Chris Candido in a non-title match. Rick Rude defeated Terry Funk. And in the main event, trying to get it back. American heavyweight title belt on a pole match. I forced Billy Gunn to bring the title belt to the match, put it up on the pole. Jesse James Armstrong wins the match by retrieving the belt off the pole, but Jimmy Golden attacks him at immediately and steals the belt back again, running off through the crowd. So once again, American heavyweight champion Jesse James Armstrong does not have physical possession of the title belt. And this is going to come into play again as we get into today's card. March 20th, Yankton, South Dakota. Rasta the Voodoo Man defeated Mance Warner. Kurt Henning defeated Gold Dust. Shane Douglas defeated Steve Carino. Gentleman Chris Adams, continuing the Gentleman's Feud, defeated Austin Idol. Jimmy Golden and Billy Gunn in a tag team match defeated Jesse James Armstrong and Eric Embry. The Von Erich brothers, Ross and Marshall, fought Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown to a time limit draw. 
And then in that main event, world tag team titles on the line as Bobo Brazil and Special Delivery Jones successfully defended the titles against the fabulous Freebirds with Special Delivery Jones getting the pin over Terry Gordy. That gets us up to today, March 24th, 2021. Sanford Pentagon, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Nine matches on the card. Eight of them in the world title tournament. One impromptu match made in the middle of the card, which we'll get to in just a moment. Here we go. First match of the card. Rick Rude versus Dirty Dutch Mantel. Rude and Mantel brawled for a short time, but Rude got the upper hand with a drop kick while Mantel was bouncing off the ropes. Rude gets the pin shortly afterwards with the Rude Awakening. Your winner, Rick Rude, in a time of 4 minutes, 8 seconds. The next match, television title match, as the champion Buzz Sawyer defends against Shane Douglas. Douglas attached, attacked Buzz as he climbed into the ring and never relented. He quickly pinned Buzz after a belly-to-belly -belly suplex to advance in the tournament and become the new television champion. Your winner, Shane Douglas, in a time of 2 minutes, 13 seconds. And after being awarded the belt, it looks like Douglas is going to have a tirade like he did when he won the NWA World Heavyweight title. I interrupt what I'm expecting and give him an ultimatum. Either he accepts the television title, even though he isn't in the television title division in the rankings, or I award the match to Sawyer and he goes to have Douglas's shot at the World Heavyweight title, of which neither one of them are technically in that division either. Douglas begrudgingly accepts the title, but he has bigger and better plans for his career in PWA. As Douglas prepares to leave the ring, We Are Family by Sister Sledge begins to play. Iceman King Parsons steps into the entryway and challenges Douglas to a title match. Douglas accepts and, they, and says they can do it right there. Iceman looks at me. In my best Judge Mills Lane voice, I say, I'll allow it. Iceman rushes down to the ring where Douglas is waiting to attack him as he had Buzz at the beginning of the previous match. So now you have television title match, impromptu match, Shane Douglas defending the title against former champion, the original television champion, Iceman King Parsons. Douglas charges Iceman as he gets on the ring apron, but Iceman buries a shoulder into his ribcage. Iceman slingshots himself over the top rope, somersaults over Douglas, and runs into the far ropes. As Douglas turns around, Iceman hits him with a butt thump, and Douglas falls out of the ring. Douglas begins to walk away from the ring, but Buzz cuts him off and throws him back into the ring, because Buzz Sawyer hasn't left yet. Iceman picks him up in a Samoan drop. Douglas kicks out of the pen attempt and rolls toward the ropes. Buzz is still standing at ringside. Douglas tries to get back into the match, but he's too focused on Buzz on the outside. Iceman keeps control of the match and gets the pin to become the first ever two-time PWA television champion in a time of 4 minutes, 50 seconds. Douglas throws a fit in the ring, but Iceman and Buzz make their way back to the dressing room. They are stopped by fallen angel Christopher Daniels. Daniels tries to take the title belt from Iceman, but Buzz tackles him to the ground. 
As they both get back to their feet, Buzz tosses Daniels off the ramp with a release belly-to-belly suplex. Iceman continues his walk back to the dressing room. Returning back to the World Heavyweight Title Tournament, we have Billy Gunn facing off against Austin Idol. Earlier in the day, there had been few altercations between Billy Gunn and Jesse James Armstrong. They were concerned about them interfering in each other's matches. Before the match begins, Billy Gunn and Jimmy Golden speak with Lance Russell. Gunn declares Golden to be his bodyguard against Armstrong. Golden will stand in Gunn's corner during his match with Austin Idol. Gunn states that Golden is the best gun for hire in the PWA, and the two head to the ring. Idol comes down to the ring and gets into Golden's face, telling him to mind his own business at ringside and there won't be trouble. Golden tells Idol to focus on the man in the ring. Idol climbs up onto the ring apron. Gun makes a lunge for him, but Idol steps back down the steps. Golden grabs him from behind and rolls him into the ring. Idol gets to his feet and turns to face Golden. Gun nails him from behind with a running knee lift between the shoulder blades. Gun takes control of the match and has Idol in a precarious position within a few minutes. As Gun signals for the Famouser, Armstrong's music begins to play. Gun and Golden turn to face the entrance, but there's no one there. Gun refocuses on Idol after a few seconds, but Idol counters the Famouser with a sit-down powerbomb. Idol gets back to his feet first. Golden is on the ring apron. Idol grabs Gun by the hair to pick him up, but Gun nails him with a low blow. Golden drops off the ring apron. Gun rolls Idol up and grabs a handful of tights, but referee Jerry Calhoun sees it. While Gun argues with the referee, Golden is attacked from behind by Armstrong. Armstrong slams Golden's head into the ring post and then into the steps. Gun starts yelling at Armstrong, but Idol turns him around and drills him with an inter- inverted atomic drop. Idol bounces off the ropes and nails him with an elbow to the top of the head. Gun staggers and falls out of the ring at Armstrong's feet. Calhoun backs Idol away from the ropes as Armstrong picks Gun up and drills him into the concrete floor with a pump handle slam. Calhoun tells Armstrong to back away, which he does. Calhoun begins to count Gun out. By the seven count, Golden crawls over to try to get Gun back into the ring. But Calhoun's count reaches ten, and he calls for the bell. Your winner, Austin Idol, by countout in a time of eight minutes, 39 seconds. As great booking would have it, the next match in the tournament has Jesse James Armstrong facing off against Gentleman Chris Adams. Although Armstrong thought about putting his newly won title on the line in this match, Adams didn't want to win something that Armstrong couldn't give him because Armstrong still doesn't have possession of the belt. Armstrong and Adams have a clean match until Gunn and Golden storm the ring and attack Adams. Armstrong comes to Adams' aid and the four brawl until security separates them. Your winner... Gentleman Chris Adams by disqualification in a time of three minutes, four seconds. You might be asking why I would have Gunn and Golden attack Adams. Especially when Gunn and Armstrong are the ones in the feud. Simple logic. The person who is attacked from outside interference wins the match by disqualification. 
In this case, attacking Armstrong would advance him in the world title tournament, something Armstrong had just minutes before removed Gunn from. By attacking Adams first, Gunn and Golden ensure that Adams will move on in the tournament instead of Armstrong. All of this is, of course, to help develop the fledgling feud between Armstrong and Gunn. I hope to be able to stretch this feud out through all of 2021. I have higher hopes and more concrete ideas for it than I had for the Extreme Horseman Gen 3 feud. That just fizzled out quickly, but we should enjoy the Gun Armstrong feud this year. Now we get to match number six on the card, number five in the world title tournament. Continuing an old feud that now has gone away somewhat because the one tag team in the feud broke up, but we have Gold Dust facing off against Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. Two wrestlers who are polar opposites might not be found than Gold Dust and Daniels. However, Daniels was thrown off the entrance ramp earlier in the card. He was checked out by PWA Medics and cleared to compete in this match tonight. Gold Dust tries to take advantage of Daniels' prior injury but Daniels will not sell the injury. Goldust whips Daniel into the turnbuckle, but Daniels backdrops Goldust over the top rope as he charges the corner. Goldust lands on his feet on the floor, but Daniels slingshots himself over the top rope into a crossbody block. Both men crash into the guardrail. Daniels whips Goldust into the ring steps, but Goldust reverses it. Daniels crashes hard into the ring steps. Referee David Manning tells Goldust to get back into the ring. Goldust pulls Daniels up and rolls him into the ring. As Goldust plays to the crowd, Daniels gets to his feet and runs into the opposite ropes. He goes for a baseball slide drop kick, but Goldust pulls Manning in the way. As Manning is down, Daniels and Goldust brawl outside the ring. Shane Douglas runs down to the ring to help out his tag team partner. The dangerous duo roll Goldust into the ring. They climb into the ring and double whip Gold Dust into the turnbuckle. Douglas nails Gold Dust with a spinebuster slam as Daniels bounces off the turnbuckle pads with the best moonsault ever. Douglas climbs out of the ring and rolls Manning into the ring to make the pin count. Your winner, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, in a time of 8 minutes 25 seconds. The next match on the card has probably, again, the most lopsided match you could have. Undertaker versus Michael P.S. Hayes. In this match, Undertaker manhandled Hayes from the opening bell. Gordy tried to make himself known in the match, but Undertaker was able to fend him off as well. Undertaker wins the match with the tombstone in a time of 5 minutes, 24 seconds. Now we get to the first of the two big matches. It could be billed as a double main event for this card. Stone Cold Steve Austin facing off against Kurt Henning. In a matchup of two of the greatest wrestlers in the PWA, Austin and Henning had a wonderful match. It was a fairly balanced match for the first 20 minutes. At the 20-minute mark, Austin began to take charge with a Thess Prez off the ropes. Austin played to the crowd as Henning got to his feet. Austin flipped Henning off, kicked him in the stomach, and nailed him with the stunner to get the pin in a time of 21 minutes, 44 seconds. And now the main event of the card. 
David Von Erich facing off against Jimmy Golden. Although there were other matches that might be better considered the main event for the evening, it's fitting that I put the most unlikely matchup in the main event. Even DraftKings had this matchup as a 250 to 1 shot. Whoever bet on this matchup made a little chunk of change. In the match, Golden and David brawled in and out of the ring. Gunn came down to the ring to help Golden out, but he gets attacked from behind by Armstrong. They brawl in the aisle until security breaks them apart. David takes control of his brawl and rolls Golden back into the ring. David climbs onto the ring apron. He ducks a wild right hand from Golden before crotching him on the top rope. David steps through the ropes and drops Golden with a neckbreaker. David plays to the crowd as he signals for the Iron Claw. As Manning checks on Golden, Ross and Marshall make their way through the crowd and over the guardrail. David sees them and challenges them to come into the ring. Marshall climbs onto the ring apron, but Manning sees him and tells him to get back to the dressing room. Golden nails David from behind as Ross and Marshall look on. Calhoun comes down to escort the Von Erich siblings out of the ringside area. Golden takes control of the match for a few more minutes. As he gets ready to pick David up for a brain buster, David blocks it. David picks Golden up and drills him with a slingshot suplex. Once again, David signals for the claw. He waits for Golden to get to his feet and plants it on his forehead. Golden gets to the ropes, but David refuses to break it until Manning's count reaches four. Golden starts to step out of the ring, but David grabs him from behind and drops a vicious forearm across his chest. David pulls him back into the ring and whips him across the way. David drills Golden into the mat with a power slam before applying the claw once again. This time, Golden has nowhere to go. Manning counts his shoulders down for David to advance in the tournament once again. Your winner, David Von Erich, in a time of 19 minutes, 33 seconds. All right, that's the card for this week. Next week is the final fifth Wednesday Wrestle Extravaganza. Pro Wrestling America will return from the Fargo Dome on April 14th. That card will have Iceman King Parsons defending the television title, Bobo Brazil and Special Delivery Jones defending the tag team titles against the Freebirds, and also the quarterfinal and semifinal matches for the World Heavyweight Title Tournament. A quick preview of those matchups from the winners of tonight's matches. Gentlemen, Chris Adams will face Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. Undertaker will face Austin Idol. Stone Cold Steve Austin will face Shane Douglas. And David Von Erich will face Rick Rude. These four matches, plus the winners facing off, should make for a great card in and of itself. After adding the other title matches, this card just becomes even greater. This is Pastor Doug Minton, wishing you God's richest blessings. Next week, Wrestle Extravaganza, last one, talking about Survivor Series from 87 to 2000. And then we go back into April as we start off with the Confessional Corner in Article 4 of the Augsburg Confession on the Wednesday after Easter. I encourage you to not only listen to these podcast episodes, but listen to the Moments Meditation. And also, Holy Week next week, you have the Passion of Our Lord being read Monday through Friday at noon. You have also the 
historic readings from the Easter Vigil Service starting at 7 p.m. Central on Easter Saturday and going through Easter morning. Every hour on the hour, one of the 12 readings will be posted onto the podcast. So I encourage you to be there for that. And again, I wish you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology this week. Amen.